waking her from her nap. The warm breeze coming in the living room window only hinted at more dreams to come, and the book at her feet suddenly looked too heavy to lift. She should get back to work, specifically to the large and unpromising book on the floor beside her. Dulcie knew that. If only the reading waiting for her between those dull brown covers was just a little more exciting. If only, she admitted with a sigh, she could simply dive back into her longtime favorite adventure, The Ravages of Umbria. That book might have just as colorless a cover. Dulcie looked over at the well-worn edition that always graced her desk, but its insides were anything but. Set in a haunted version of Italy that existed in fantasy only, the Ravages featured a beleaguered noblewoman who had to save herself from a panoply of dangers, including not only the usual ghosts and monks, but also the sneaky betrayal of an unfaithful friend. And the only tools she had at her disposal were her own wits. Unusual for her era, Hermetria, the heroine of the Ravages, was the kind of character Dulcie could really believe in. Only two segments of the book survived, which put off more casual readers, but for Dulcie, the lack of a definitive ending made the novel more compelling. Even more fascinating, the author, who had managed to remain anonymous for two centuries, just might have lived a life that was almost as tumultuous as her heroine's, although probably with fewer ghosts. And that's where both the excitement and the trouble lay. A graduate student doing her dissertation on the gothic fiction of the late 18th century, Dulcie was not only a fan of the headstrong heroine, she was also hot in pursuit of the author. Recently, she sometimes almost felt like she'd pinned the nameless writer down, that she was on the brink of solving a 200-year-old literary mystery. She'd even begun dreaming about her, although in truth she couldn't be sure if her dreams were about the author, her heroine, or some fevered version of herself as she struggled with her doctoral thesis. Some people, her boyfriend was one, thought she'd gotten a bit too close to the book to retain any kind of academic objectivity about its nameless author. But why spend five, six, even seven years of your life studying something if you didn't love it? Why tackle a mystery if you didn't feel you had some insight into how it could be solved? These weren't questions Chris, her sweetie, had answers for, but his gentle criticism still had some validity, which was why she had put today aside for the dull necessity of nonfiction research. Specifically, in this case, textual analysis of decidedly unfun writing. Over the course of the last year, Dulcie had found some real clues as to who her mysterious author might be, but only clues. So, in an effort to bolster her theories, Dulcie was looking for traces of the author in political writings of the day, in particular some radical pamphlets to which her author might have contributed, or might not have, which would probably prove something, too, although Dulcie didn't even want to think about that possibility just yet. Before her unscheduled nap and Esme's interruption, Dulcie had already spent the greater part of the day with the book in front of her, a collection of 200-year-old essays from the fledgling United States. To say they weren't the most thrilling reading would be akin to saying Esme wasn't the tamest of pets, but... Writing a thesis wasn't supposed to be all fun and games, or even ghosts and goblins, she reminded herself. In fact, it was the discipline of academic life, 
the rigor that had first attracted Dulcie. Well, that and the realization that she might be able to make a living with the novels she loved. Only the week before, Dulcie had finally screwed herself up to begin the actual writing of what was essentially the most important paper of her academic career. She'd begun with discipline on the Monday morning, planting herself and her laptop on the kitchen table. It had started slowly, and she'd spent so much time staring into space that even the cat had seemed bored by her. But the effort had paid off. By Friday, she was blissfully typing away on an early chapter about the novel itself. She'd been so caught up in her work that she still had her breakfast coffee mug by her side when she'd looked up to find her boyfriend watching her sometime after eight that night. But she also had a decent draft of the chapter, the first of a projected twenty. She'd given herself the weekend off after that, but was determined to apply that same discipline to her next